0: God is good. Amen. Amen. I uh, I tell you what, guys. I'm so glad to be back with you guys after missing uh, last week and uh, getting a chance to spend time with with family. Uh, but I missed you guys. Now I will be honest. This morning, man. Oh my goodness! I had a hard time getting up and getting here. I, my alarm went off and and uh, I don't know. How I turned it off, but I did. And an hour later, I was getting up, man. But I am so grateful, so glad to be here. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, interesting for some. Uh, some people were in Cuba or in, uh, on a cruise while we were dealing with blizzards, but that's okay. But we had a great Thanksgiving. How many of you guys took time to really give thanks To really give thanks, to be thankful for, listen, even though you may have that crazy aunt or crazy uncle that came through and spent time and and messed up everything at the uh, Thanksgiving dinner, you still are grateful that you had a place to go, that you had food to eat, right? Those are the things that we have to remember that God has blessed us in so many ways, so many, so often we miss those, those blessings. And I want us to remember that, uh, that we can't forget that, that part of giving thanks. Remember, we talked uh, two weeks ago, and I just want to touch base on this just quickly because I know I need to, to, to keep on time so we can go caroling after this. But we talked about how Psalm 105 said to enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. That that by denoting that it said that the way that we're going to be able to come to the father is by giving thanks. And then we see in Thessalonians how he said, this is my will concerning you. Is that in everything you learn to give thanks and we can only be thankful when we truly understand we could not do something for ourselves and somebody else stepped in to help us. Amen. And so in that situation, we've got to learn how to in everything give thanks, because when we don't in everything give thanks, here's the most difficult thing. And I want to get over to talking about the spirit of God again, because we're going to continue to talk about him. But when we are not willing to give thanks in every situation, I didn't say be thankful for everything. Right. We're not thankful for losing the job. We're not thankful for someone dying. But we learn how to give thanks in the midst of it because God is still good. Amen. Amen? And that he has purpose. He has plan. He has something that is, is good for us. Because remember, he works it all together for our good. But when we're not able to give thanks, that's when we come in and we begin to put out the fire. Remember, quench means to put out the fire of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said to us, it is vital that I leave you with the comforter who is one of you guys remember it yet one of equal quality. The Holy Spirit is one of equal quality to Jesus, and we've got to start learning how to 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 bring that into our mindset so that we understand how vital the Holy Spirit is to us in our everyday life. Not just when we catch the spirit. okay, But it's but he is vital to every part of our lives. I want us to go to Luke chapter seven. And we're going to read verses 1 through 10. And I want to show you a story. That I thought was very interesting. How many of you guys are reading along with us as we're reading through uh, the book of Luke? If you're not, hey, here's a great thing. Some of you may not have known that we were doing this. Okay, that's true. You may have missed it. So what we've been doing is there are 24 chapters in Luke. And so if you read. Luke chapter one on December 1st and Luke two on December 2nd all the way to Christmas Eve, you would have read the book of Luke and it would have given you a picture of the story of Jesus so that you'd understand the value of December 25th. Okay. And so we've been doing that. So if you haven't done it and you're behind, here's the easy way to do it. Okay. Here's the easy way to do it. Get your phone and just let it play. OK, chapters one, two, three, four, five, six. It'll read it to you while you're driving down the road instead of cussing everybody out in traffic. You can be listening to that, OK? And you can be listening to that and then you can catch up. And then every morning as you're getting up, just read the next chapter, whatever day it is, read that chapter. Right. And then you can catch up. OK, that radio don't work, but you got a phone. Just put it on your phone and let your phone play right like this or put it in your headphones. You got headphones right there. So I know you're good. So here here's the deal. So be able to do that so that you can listen. Here's the deal. So that you can be caught up with what we're doing. But I was reading through that. And as I came across the story yesterday, because yesterday was the seventh. I was reading chapter seven. And as I came across this story, God began to speak to me. And so I want to read it. And I just want to touch base on it just a little bit. So Luke seven, starting in verse one. Now, when he had ended all his sayings and the audience of the people, he entered into Capernaum and a certain centurion servant who was dear unto him was sick and ready to die. And when he heard of Jesus, I love that. When he heard of Jesus, he sent unto him elders of the Jews, beseeching him that he would come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they besought him instantly saying that he was worthy for whom he should do this. For he loved our nation and he hath built us a synagogue. Then Jesus went with them. And when he was now not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him saying unto him, Lord, trouble not thyself. For I am not worthy that thou shouldest enter under my roof. Wherefore, neither thought I myself worthy to come unto thee, but say in a word and my servant shall be healed. For I also am a man set under authority, having under me soldiers. And I say unto one go and he goeth to another come and he cometh and to my servant do this and he doeth it. When Jesus heard these sayings or excuse me, heard these things, he marveled at him and turned him about and said unto the people that followed him. I say unto you, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. And they that were uh, sent returned to the house and found the servant whole that had been sick. So I'm reading this and I'm thinking about it and, I, and I'm, I'm listening to God as he's speaking to me about this. And here is a God who is outside of the covenant. He's not even a, even a part of the covenant. He's outside because let me let me make sure I explain this for some people who may not know what I'm talking about. OK, so uh, at this time, Jesus had only been sent to the Jewish people. And so this guy was not a Jew. So that mean that he wasn't a part of who Jesus had been sent to. So Jesus wasn't able to do a lot of work for for people who were not a part of this covenant. Don't get caught up in that. Come on. Don't get caught up back there. So what happened is. Is that he wouldn't even be sent to to them. So this guy wasn't supposed to be able to receive any blessings. Because Jesus was only sent to this group at this time. But here is this guy who, even though he's outside of the covenant, has enough sense to understand Jesus's uh, uh, Jesus's authority. He has enough sense to be able to understand the power of God. And he's not even a part of the covenant. In actuality, can I be honest with you? When he said I'm not worthy, he's telling the truth. But yet he says this and Jesus Responds to this man by turning and saying to the people that are with him, I've not found such great faith. This man gets it. And he's not even one of us. He gets it. And I started to think about this and I started to see this and I was going, wow, what are you trying to tell me in this? Because listen, many of us as believers today, Struggle with understanding authority versus ability. We spend so much of our time on our ability. And what we are able to do and what we can't imagine happening that we forget that we've been set under authority. And that's what I want to kind of talk about today. Is that okay? Are you guys with me? OK, just checking, just checking. I want us to make sure that we understand we've been given authority to operate as Jesus did. Uh, can we turn my mic down just a little bit? It's, it's resonating a little bit too, too much for me. Matthew 28, 18 and 19. Let's go there real quick. Matthew 28. You guys may know this as the Great Commission. And I'm just going to read 18 and 19, not all of it. And I actually am going to read a little part of, of 19. It says here, and Jesus came and spake unto them saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Jesus says all power is given unto me in heaven and earth, all power, not some, not a little bit, not as much as I can handle all of it in heaven and in earth has been given unto him, right? And then he says something that denotes something that we miss because he doesn't spell it out plainly. He tells us, go. What's he saying in that? Do we really get what he's saying? Because we read the rest of it and we think that he's just telling us to go and just preach, right? But he's telling us, Because all power has been given to me. Now I am giving you authority. Now go. All the power that's been given to me. I'm in doing you with power. Now go. Go do what I have done. Remember we talked about this. Doing the works of Jesus. I want you to understand this. It's so important. Because when we don't understand this. We think that Holy Spirit and going and power and all of that hinges on us. We think it hinges on us and what we're capable of doing when our only job is simply this, go. Our job is simply go. And when I say go, that means don't quench the spirit. So when he tells you to go and do something, don't look at what you can do. Do you remember the story of this this little boy who had gone to hear Jesus and there were 5000 men that had showed up at this place and he was listening. He's amongst the people. He's listening to what Jesus has to say. And it's all day now. See, y'all couldn't handle how Jesus preached. Y'all be mad when I go 45 minutes. Jesus preached all day. He kept them there. It says the Bible says that they were there from sun up to, to, to the time that it was so late that he was like the people are going to pass out if you don't give them something to eat. And the little boys there. And Jesus said, we can't let them go because I preached all day. There's no little Caesars, no KFC. No McDonald's anywhere around. No Grubhub to call no Uber Eats, none of that stuff that you're going to be able to get something. We got to feed these guys before they leave. And everybody goes out and then one guy even comes up and says, man, even if we took all the money we had, we wouldn't have enough bread to buy to be able to feed all these people. And Jesus doesn't go to anything more than, tell me what you got, just what's here. It doesn't rest on you. Just obey. And the little boy's there and he goes, Hey, hey. Hey, hey. I got my little snack. I got these little fish, and two little rolls. I don't know what to do. But here. Here's my going. I don't know what you can do with it. But that's not my responsibility. My job was to go, Here, here's my going. What happened to that? It got multiplied when Jesus took it and blessed it, broke it and gave it to the people. He fed 5,000 men, but there were women and children. So, at bare minimum, let's say 20,000 20, people. At minimum, 20,000 people he fed off a, uh, a fish, a couple of fish. And two little rolls. So much so that, listen, when they finished and everybody was full, I don't know about you, but it that, the, 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 the the fish and the and the two rolls wouldn't have filled me up. I didn't need a little extra. It said when they were full. That he took up 12 baskets. Twelve baskets. Not only did the boys lunch multiply, but his baskets did, too, to keep up with it. It's not my job to figure out how it's just my job. To go. He says this and not quenching the spirit, I want you to make sure you see this. Wow. Just real quick. Luke 24, 49 I kind of already hit this, but we're going to look at the, the scripture about it. Luke 24 49 says this Jesus is speaking to his disciples as he's getting ready to leave. And behold, I send the promise of the Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be en- endued with power from on high. Let me say that again. And behold, I send the promise of, the, of my Father unto you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. I want you to understand this. The word endued means to provide with a quality or an ability. I want you to hear that again. Endued means to provide with a quality or ability. This is to say that I want you to understand. I want you to get this. I want you to get this. It's not your ability. It is the Lord's. He is placing his ability on you. He has placed. Let me change that. Because Holy Spirit has already come. He has placed his ability, not your ability, his ability on you. Is this making sense? You sure? All right. okay. I'm just making sure because this is important for you to be able to move forward. But we we have two struggles that I want to deal with really quickly. The first struggle is one of the things that holds us back from receiving and operating in this ability of the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. Okay, the first one is. That we don't feel worthy. Right. Let's just be honest. We get there and we get to the situation and we think, well, I didn't pray long enough. I didn't read my Bible today. I didn't I didn't really spend time enough time with the Lord. Man, yesterday I just said a bad word that I didn't mean to say. Yesterday I just watched something I shouldn't have watched on TV or I laughed at that, that at that joke. Right. Or even if you forget all of that, and you just say, you know what, I just don't feel worthy. I don't feel like God would use me. How many of us have ever felt that way? That's one of the biggest struggles that we face about operating in the spirit is that we just don't feel worthy enough for God to be able to use us. But I want us to go to second Corinthians five. The first thing I want you to think about is you're going to 2nd Corinthians five seventeen and 21. We're going to read both of those. But our problem in that scenario is that we're looking for a feeling. That we're operating in feelings and feelings are part of our soul. Our soul involves our mind, our will, our emotion, our emotions. Listen, listen, our emotions need to be saved. They need to be saved. They don't always act right. We get into situations that we know are okay, and we still act. Just, it, we just get a wrong emotion. Our emotions need to be saved. Stop looking for a feeling. Stop looking for a feeling. Here's what it says. I want you to understand this. I didn't get there. Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians, uh, five. What I tell you, seventeen. Quickly, quickly, let me get there. One more right here. 517 says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away and behold, all things are become new. Now jump down to verse 21. I want you to see this. This is important because this is talking about you for he. Hath made him to be sin for us. For God hath made Jesus to be sin for us. Oh, that sounds crazy, doesn't it? That sounds crazy, but it's true. That's what Jesus did on the cross. He took on all of our sins. He became, do you remember? Listen, listen, in in, in the Old Testament, the way that they did things was they took a lamb and they placed the hand of the person on the lamb and all of his sins would be transferred. Just like they did with the goat and the goat would run away with all the camp sins. But they did it also on the lamb and then they would kill the lamb and the lamb would take your place. That's what Jesus was. He's the lamb of God. That's the reason why they call him that. Okay. And so he became sin. All of your sin. Why? That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. If you don't understand that when you've received Jesus as Lord, all your old is passed away. All your old is passed away. You are a new creature. And that now you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, even when you don't feel like it. Even when you don't feel like it. Guys, there's so many times when I wake up. I still got crust in my eyes. I know this is gross, but I'm telling you the truth. I still got crust in my eyes and I'm rolling over, getting a phone call from somebody who's telling me something that's desperately happening in their family. Someone's sick. Someone's dying. Someone had an accident. And I get those phone calls. And can I tell you something? At that moment, I can barely remember my name. And I don't feel spiritual and I don't feel like, oh, I feel the power of God all over me. I don't feel that all I simply feel is that I'm half asleep. And I get on the phone, I find out what's going on as I'm wiping the crust out of my eyes and listening to the conversation. And I'm saying, Father, what do you need from me? I'm willing to go whatever you need from me, I'm going to do. And there are times when there's sometimes I just pray on the phone, I pray. I put the phone down, I go back to bed. I didn't feel any different, but the situation changed because it was never about me. It was about him. He just needed access, me to be willing to go and his ability would operate. Amen. We've got to start to understand this because when we don't feel worthy it stifles us from allowing the power of God to move. The second thing is what I found in John 14. Last thing, guys, I'm really going to wrap it up here. John 14. John 14, uh, 16 and 17. John 14, 16 and 17. The second problem that we have or, or the difficulty. Struggle. John 14. 16 and 17, Jesus said this, and I will pray the father, excuse me, and he shall give you another comforter. Remember that one of equal quality that he may abide with you forever. Now here's the verse that I wanted you to to pick up on. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not. You missed that. The next struggle is is that we wind up operating in the world system where seeing is believing. That's the world system. Seeing is believing. I see it, you know. I believe it when I see it. But that's not the case. That's the way the world operates. And that's why they can't operate with Holy Spirit. Because they're looking for him first rather than understanding that he is even when I cannot see. Second Corinthians 5, 7 says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. In God's kingdom, believing is seen. We have have to be able to operate in that area, in that arena. If we're going to see Holy Spirit move, Jesus has endued us with power. Did you know that the same power that was there from the beginning? Genesis one one. Do you remember in the beginning? God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of deep and the spirit of God. There he is moved moved the spirit of god moved and that's when everything took place and god said after the spirit moved god said do you remember do you remember the the, the story we, we just read it i mean if you were reading along you just read it in luke one where where did mary get the baby from that was in her belly it wasn't from it wasn't from joseph She said, how will I know this? And he said, the Holy Spirit will come on you. Right? And here is this situation where here he comes in and now Holy Spirit is there and he's operating and he's been operating since the very beginning and we're seeing his power. And now God has said that I've endued you with that same power now for many of you many of you this message is just going to go right over your head you're going to kind of hear and say hey i'm glad i was in church but yeah yeah but there's some of you who are going to catch this and you're going to start operating and allowing holy spirit to move in your life and you're going to see things happen listen I I kid you not. And this is not this is listen, this. Remember, it's not about me. okay? I want to make sure I make that clear. It is not about me. I've just been willing to go. Can I tell you how many times I pray for people? I, I, I can tell you people that I pray for on their deathbeds. That have gotten up and are free walking around living strong and healthy. I'm, I, that's, I'm, I'm not I'm not saying that for me. It's just that I went and God's ability showed up. Amen. That guy right there. Where are right you here? Right there. This guy right here. He died, was dead. And here he is alive. Amen. Amen. What I'm trying to explain to you is is that I'm not making this up. It has nothing to do with me, but I was willing to go. It had everything to do with me understanding the authority that's been given to me. All I did was declare what God had said. We went and prayed for your sister-in-law. What's the report? That's what I'm saying. I'm not. Listen, I'm not saying this. Listen, I want to make sure I stress. I don't want none of the attention to go to me. I just need to tell you this. I need you to understand. I'm not just making up words. I need you to understand this is for real. And it's for all of us. It's not just for Pastor Ken. It's not just Pastor, Pastor, oh, Pastor, 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 Pastor. No, it's got nothing to do with me. It's got everything to do with Holy Spirit. Are you willing to go? He endued you right. with power. Amen. But your problem is you're too busy worrying about if you're worthy. Yeah. You're too busy worrying about what you can see. Stop. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And you walk by faith, not by sight. Our job, this last saying, I'm going to say right here. Let me let me make sure I get this. I left out a, a few things, but let me, let me say this last thing. It is our exp- uh, responsibility to acknowledge and accept, yield to, and then flow with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say that again. It is our responsibility to acknowledge and accept, yield to, and then flow with, the Holy Spirit. That is our responsibility. It is your responsibility to choose to believe what God has promised and then operate in it. Are you willing to do that? I know that this is not a Christmas message. Can I it doesn't feel like a Christmas message? But can I tell you a secret? That was can, can, can we get down? Can, 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 come in close. Come in close. Bring it, bring it in, bring it in. The whole purpose that Jesus came was to get you to this point. The whole purpose for his birth was to get you to understand what I'm teaching you. Was to bring you into a position where you weren't separated from God and were left outside of covenant, but brought in where you could receive and do. That's the whole purpose. So guess what? It really is a Christmas message. I want you guys to get this and there are plenty of people who may not understand anything of what I just said and that's okay. But if it resonates in your heart, don't let this go. Pastor's not going to stop talking about Holy Spirit. We're still going to be talking about him for a few more weeks, maybe even months because we are ignorant to him. We really are confused. And if we get it, not not it is him meaning if we get the understanding and operate with him how would this world be shaped at least the world around us how would it be shaped what if we got past stop listen listen i'm gonna say something that's gonna make you make you a little frustrated you guys might get mad and leave the church over this but did you know that when you operate in the holy spirit Remember when God said he giveth you the power to get wealth? I know people hate this. You won't talk about money. You don't want you want church folks to be poor, but you don't want to be poor. But you want church folks, you know, to be poor. (laughs) He tells you he gives you the power to get wealth. That's what Holy Spirit does. That's what Holy Spirit does. He shows you the opportunity. He unveils the opportunities. He also presses upon your heart to do the first thing. Can I tell you the first thing? The first thing, the first thing to getting over into that area is that you've got to obey. And that means he told you to tie. Not what you thought. I know y'all man now. Y'all man now. That's OK. You can leave. The doors aren't locked. I promise. I promise they're unlocked. Show, show them over there, man. Show them it's unlocked. Listen, I promise. Listen. It's not what you decide. I know people want to say, it's what I decide to give because a uh, 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 Corinthians told me that it's as a man that gives in his heart. Yeah, he's, he's telling you choosing your heart, whether you're going to obey or you're not. Amen. That's the choosing as you purpose, whether I purpose to obey or I purpose to disobey. I, there's no other way around that because he's told you that the tithe was what was his. And the whole reason they got in trouble in the garden was because they they held on and partook of the tide. So don't be mad at me. Well, you can't be. I don't care. That's fine. But what I'm trying to say is, is that that's a part of it. You want God to bless you in certain ways and you won't do what he tells you to do to get there. And you wonder why you always broke. There's somebody that calls me all the time that asked me for to pay their bills every month. And I finally had to say, listen, until you start doing what God tells you to do, you're going to be in this situation. And you know what? God told me you're no longer good ground I can sow into. That's hard, right? But you got to do what God told you to do or you won't be. And then you won't be in that situation. I told you guys about the time when Shirley and I, we had nothing but $50 to our name to last for a month. And God said, listen, give me your not enough and I'll make it more than enough. And I turned to Shirley. I said, hey, God just told me to give our last $50 and we ain't going to have no money. And she was like, okay. And we gave it and we went to tell our landlord we didn't have the money to pay his rent, to pay the rent to him. Did I tell you? He gave us money he said don't worry so you guys ain't without money he gave us money we owe him money and he gave us money and then God started doing miraculous things like that so that we had more than enough but it took us being willing to obey and release what we had in our hand are you willing to do that Or are you only still operating? Remember, the world, what I can see. I can't see how God can bless me. I can't see how it can happen. And when you operate like that, guess what? You're going to get what the world gets. Homelessness or getting stick up, sticking folks up, trying to get money or being broken, begging somebody for some more money. Or you can just do what God said. I didn't mean to go over to that, but I guess I just had to because somebody needed to hear that. And if you're a visitor, man, I'm sorry that you heard me. You say that. But then again, God brought you here and he made me say that. So then he wanted you to hear. Amen. 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 Okay, let me stop because we need to get on. Uh, So we can get ready to get over to sing carols. I want to say this before we go, guys, if you can go with us to be a light to be a witness to show the love of Jesus Christ while we go caroling if you can please come I get that some of you that I've had some people tell me that they had some other things to do or they were hurt I get it but if you can come be there so that you can share the love of Jesus Christ with people and even if you say I can't sing just your, just smile okay even if you can't sing and you don't want to sing just smile okay that'll make people's day because that's our responsibility as believers is to show the love of Jesus. Amen? All right, let's pray. Father, I thank you for your faithfulness, for your mercy, for your grace, for your wisdom, for your understanding. I thank you for your peace. I thank you, Father God, that you are are showing us how to walk in the authority that you've given to us, that we would be bold enough to say, hey, we trust that we've been set under authority And that we operate in it. Father, we thank you for life today, healing today. We thank you for forgiveness today. Now, as we get set to leave this place, we don't leave your presence, but we go forth with your anointing and your authority to go forth and cause lives to be changed for your glory, Father. Thank you, Father. One last thing.